Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith. And we've been speaking on this week about the supernatural church, the faith of Jesus. And again, as Christians, we seem to forget about uh, our Lord and Savior and the things he did. And we kind of water Christianity down to just uh, being good and being nice. And, and that's all fine and dandy because there's nothing wrong with having compassion and being cordial and respecting Mercy. people, honoring others over yourself. Yeah, yeah, that, that's part of who we are because that's a part of who God is. And that, again, like you said the other day, Richard, that's part of walking in the spirit. But there's another uh, dimension of walking in the spirit, and it's referred to as the supernatural. And, and Jesus demonstrated that as well. And he, the scripture says, be examples, imitators of God as dear children. It says that in Ephesians 5. So we have to... Uh, receive that as well, well we see can't. i think one of the reasons why we can't in this country is that we like to think in this country of ourselves we're like scientific we don't believe in that supernatural mumbo jumbo we don't you know i mean most of the people in this country like right they like to think you know we we go by science we go by fact we're, we go by logic we're not like some of those other countries in the world where they got a lot of superstition they got a lot of superstitious nonsense that they we're, we're americans and we go by logic and we go by what can I see and feel and taste and sense? You know, all those things. That's what's real. The rest of it, you know, we don't have time for that kind of mumbo-jumbo. Well, well, back to what Paul said. And again, I believe the word of God is always good. It's always on time. And like it says in First Peter, it endures forever. And, and I suppose these people in Paul's time, uh, and we say that on this broadcast, mankind, human nature is the same regardless of what, what year you're in. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> right. So Paul says that again in, in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, verse 18. He says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Well, I ain't perishing, so it's for those unbelievers. But to us, uh-oh, who, that's us who are born again, who received the truth, who are being saved, it is the power of God. So, and I'm going to bounce over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And Paul says again, in my speech and my preaching, meaning my, my conversation, the way I talk, my manner of, of doing things, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Again, that's intellect. That's using your senses to dictate what's true. And, and again, that's what you were talking about in this country. We're basically intellectuals. I think that the Greeks were like that too, wasn't they? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so we that's need. That's why. That's why Jesus was so much foolishness to them. Because right, 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 what, right. What kind of Messiah is going to get himself killed on a cross? That's right, right, crazy. right. That doesn't make sense. So anyway, back to the text. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit. See, the demonstration of the Spirit. That that the Lord God is a Spirit. He said, "I'm going to demonstrate." The spirit of God. Um, but in demonstration of it and of power. Ooh, I guess the spirit comes with power. That your faith, he's saying us, our faith should not be in the wisdom of men or in intellect. 
but in the power of God. Our faith should always be in the power of God. Hence this broadcast, Faith on Fire. Our faith is not in what the circumstances yeah, look like. Yeah, my faith's not on me. Or... Yeah, it's not in, in the senses. It's not in intellect. It's in the word of God. Because again, remember, in Romans 3, let God be true and every man be alive. So we do this every Sunday in our opening before the message goes forth. We, I tell everybody, raise up their Bible and say it like you mean it. And we declare this. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. So you got to actually believe, because this is the, the, the manufacturer's handbook. He manufactured us. He made us. This is the owner's manual. So you can't just pick and choose the parts you want to believe. <laughs> Jesus well, you said, can. Just well, well, you can, out. but it's not going to be profitable for you. You should receive the full gospel. And that's what God wants us back to being balanced. We've been talking this week on balanced teaching or balanced preaching or being a balanced Christian. You don't want to be just lopsided and you're just, you know, full of, you know, doing this, but you're not doing that. And, and we were talking yesterday, and uh, as you were speaking yesterday, I was thinking of the rich young ruler because we were talking about the commands, the laws, the Mosaic law. And the rich young ruler came to Jesus. And remember, Jesus was doing his thing. He was walk, fulfilling his ministry. He was doing the... The good stuff and he was doing the supernatural stuff. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, he starts listing out all the things he did. Lord, first he said, what must I do to be saved? And then he says, well, I did this, that, and the other, and all these things I've kept. These commands, I kept them from my childhood. Jesus said, yeah, but you lack one thing. And Jesus didn't tell him what he lacked. I know what it was. It was faith in God. He had faith in the law. Well, he had faith and, in his money. Yeah, yeah, he had faith in that too. And, and also, he remember he, he he named out all the the stuff he kept from a childhood. But Jesus said, "You lack one thing." And when Jesus gave him a new command, he told him, "Go sell what you have, give it to the poor, and, and follow me." Now, a lot of people think, "Follow me, just walk behind me." No, do as I do. I, I'm going to show you how to operate in the supernatural too. I'm going to show you how not to depend on your money, but like you said, but depend on God as your source. That's what he meant. I believe he meant when he said, follow me. Because right. Jesus didn't look at the Roman government as his source. He had a whole kingdom that he was coming to set up called the kingdom of God, well, which was the kingdom from heaven. And then as you look at what was, what was Jesus in, in a literal sense there, he didn't have a home to call his own. He had, he had no pillow, you know, so to speak. And so he was saying to the, you got to come and live like me and follow me. Mm -hmm. And see, his disciples, they gave up everything. And that, but Jesus says, anybody who gives up all that for me, don't worry, you're going to get 100 times back. Right. And that's because Jesus could say that because he knew who was his source. And when I say source, source of power, source of provision, Jesus knew it. Well, that's why Jesus, so, when he got a couple of loaves and fishes, knew that he could feed 5,000 people. Because he knew he had a connection to the Father. And again, the same connection that Adam lost in the garden when he allowed Satan to deceive him and his wife and Satan became the God of this world, little G. So again, Jesus came to redeem and reconcile and, and destroy the works of the devil. It says that in first John. So that's what G, part of Jesus is coming to do. He say, I'm coming to fulfill purpose. But the, the first Adam lost, I'm considered the last Adam and I'm coming to redeem and reconcile and restore you guys back. And I'm going to demonstrate this, my lifestyle. Because in the fullness of time, Jesus started demonstrating it. And we know his first demonstration was at the wedding in Cana. 
that'll just mess religious people up right there. That's probably why they didn't receive him. A lot of Jewish people that didn't receive him because, you know, previous, you know, the, the rabbis wouldn't do that type of stuff. Yeah, they was drinking a lot of wine, but they weren't making it, well, like the way Jesus made it. But his first miracle, and we can laugh about it, but that was his first miracle. And he told them, do well, something foolish. Well, see, the foolish. good Christian folk today... You don't touch wine, you don't, because that's one of the things you don't do in the right. Ten Commandments. Is that making wine? I, I wonder how some people reconcile that that well, he, well, he well, changed they, water into they wine. They don't want to talk about that, Richard. That's a taboo or something. We ain't gonna talk about he did that, but that was his first miracle. So you can't not overlook the first miracle. Remember, follow me as I follow Christ. Be imitators of God as dear children. Follow the example of Jesus. So he goes to a wedding. The first thing you know. I went to a lot of weddings, man. Christian weddings, non-Christian weddings, and there's some drink there. Yeah, some Christian weddings, there's some drink there. And some of them they're not, but some of them there are. And I know drink runs out, whether it's whatever. Soda pop, beverages, it run out. And, and the, Jesus and them, had, they had the same issue at this wedding feast in Cana. It ran out. And that's when uh, somebody told Jesus' mom, Mary, that, and she told it to Jesus. Jesus said, what that has to do with me? My time ain't came yet. But he... The Holy Spirit must have told him, yes, your time is here, so make it happen. So he told his disciples, and remember, these were ceremonial wash pots. Now, that's the foolish things, because he, why would you want to use some pots that they didn't wash their dirty feet and dirty hand in? A lot of people didn't wear shoes, they had sandals. And you know how dirt get all up in your toes. And they used those ceremonial pots, right, to wash up in. Jesus told them, go get me those. And obviously they had some water in them already, because he said, Fill them up. Fill them up means they're either empty or they got something in them, but I want you to top them off. And remember, it's back to instruction. They did just what Jesus said, do, and he said, fill them up and bring them to me. And then I think he told them, go now, pour some out. And they followed the instructions, and boom, the water was turned into wine. And the governor of the feast, I'm going to call him the wedding planner, he said, somebody came to the governor of the feast, the wedding planner, say, hey, Usually, uh, people put the best wine out first, and then when everybody get drunk, I'm paraphrasing, everybody get drunk, they put their rock gut out. He said, but, but you have saved the best to last. So that's the supernatural. He said, and we don't know, you know, that was, came from heaven. God could have put anything on it. He probably didn't have no alcohol in it. He had, that was straight holy water, I believe. That's what God can do. It had to be holy water because he tasted it. He's like, whoa, you saved the best for last. So, again, back to the supernatural. Now, here's the thing I know about wine, and this is the supernatural. Real wine, gotta to get, got to be aged. There it is right there. That was five-minute age. That's five minutes right there. <laughs> that's the supernatural, and that's what we're talking about, Richard. So, debt can be canceled supernaturally like that. You ain't got to go through the loan process and all that. God can put $50 million in your account just like that. That's what I'm talking about when we're talking about the supernatural. Because real wine, you got a whole process. You got to grow the seed. You got to get the seeds. You got to plant the seeds. You got to grow the seeds. You got to do the whole process of just farming the things. And then you got to smush the it grapes. It takes quite a while to make wine. How, how, how long did it take Jesus to make it? Not long, according to the scriptures. No, he spoke. Bam, right. See, and that's what happens with the supernatural. It overrides time. Yeah, well, that's the blessing. It, it just overrides the natural. Yeah, well, I but, mean, it's, you right. know, to go back to the loaves and fishes, you know. 
I think it was Andrew comes up to say, "Hey, I got a couple of loaves and fishes, but what good is that with all these people?" Jesus said, "Give that's uh, what man right. says. That's what our see, site says. Yeah, we got it, but it isn't going to do any good." That's come from fallen man. Now, if Adam wouldn't have committed high treason in the garden, he could still operate like that. But because him and Eve did that, now we got what's called sin nature. The law of sin and death entered. And then on top of that, you got the Mosaic law. So you got the laws of sin and death with Adam brought, and then Moses brought the laws. They was towed up from the flow up, man. They couldn't do nothing there. You got you, you, what they call that double jeopardy. <laughs> so now Jesus comes back to say, hey, it's the fullness of time. God has sent me through immaculate conception and to be birthed in the world. I'm him. He's me. We're one. And I'm going to demonstrate to you how mankind was originally supposed to operate. We weren't supposed to be bound to time and all that. Dude, we know that with Methuselah and all those guys. Lived 700, 800, 900 years. But now intellect then creeped in, and unfortunately it's creeped in the church. And now we're basing everything on time and what we can logically figure out. There was no miracle ever done through logic. Well, see, if, if you can no. figure it out logically, you don't need a miracle. Right. And, and, and no miracle was ever done out of logic. God, I mean, if he just said, I got 10,000 loaves and 10,000 fishes. Okay, we don't, need, don't a need a miracle. We don't need a miracle. Just hand it out. But but even, see, they needed miracles then. We need them now. That's why we've been titling this series The Supernatural Church. Because we still got to have faith for the supernatural. Because a lot of us got well, some healing issues. you don't believe it, you're never even going to pray for yeah. it. But, but, Richard, we got some healing issues that the doctor couldn't figure out. They had some in Jesus' time, too. The woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, spent all the money. Still got no better. One touch from Jesus. She even touched, she just touched his hem, a thread. Again, faith for the supernatural. You got to believe that because the scripture says, if you can believe, all things are possible. So now as the church, we got to start getting our believing up and not only just believing for being nice. That's all fine. Then. Let's believe for some supernatural. Let's believe for some wealth transfer. Let's believe for some supernatural provision, some supernatural healing, some some restoration from generational curses. We got to start up in the ante because that's what's going to draw men to God once they see a demonstration of the that's, spirit. That's the way my dad was. That's the way I am. That's no, you got a new daddy now. Abba Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be his name. His it, kingdom isn't come. Isn't it amazing? His though, will be you've done. heard people say that. I've heard people say that. Well, that's my dad was like mm -hmm. that. I'm like that. I guess I'll just always have to be like that. But you got to get a revelation, Richard. You got a new daddy now. You're in a new family. You've been, you've been born again. Your name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And now you've been redeemed, reconciled, and restored to all kingdom privileges. And it's only going to happen as you increase in the knowledge of what you have. The scripture says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And again, if the pastors or ministry leaders aren't teaching people or exposing them to the full gospel, which includes the supernatural, they ain't going to have faith for it. The scripture says, how can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he's been sent? And we've been sent to start this broadcast, to do this broadcast. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Not only just hearing it verbally, but you got to receive it. You can't use intellect now when you, remember, back to the scripture, for the message of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. You got to receive the truth because that's what's going to set you free. And then you got to start practicing that. I was telling them the other day at Sunday services how I just practice the things I'm being revealed to me through the spirit and through the word of God. And when I'm, I'm learning everywhere in the scriptures, because we're on a word planet and words are in the highest of authority. That's why the scripture Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. 
everywhere we go, we don't go a day that us can, that can speak without using words. And here's the deal with words. Words weren't just used to communicate. Words were originally used to create. Go back to Genesis 1. What God said, bam, there it was. He was creating. And we, now that we're redeemed and restored, we can use our words to create. So I was just telling the people in my congregation how I'm practicing, because death and life is in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18. And Matthew 12, it says, a good man out of good treasures of his heart to bring forth good things. So if I'm planting this word in my heart, eventually it's going to come out. So I was just telling people how I'm practicing what I'm learning through Revelation. And when I'm pumping gas in my car at almost $5 a gallon, just like Jesus spoke to the fig tree and it withered away, well, I'm speaking to the gas, just like Jesus spoke to the two fish and it multiplied. I'm speaking to the gas, Richard, now as I'm pumping it. I do it all the time. I'm just practicing. Because I don't want Jesus to say, you know how he went off on the disciples? I don't want him to say that to me. So I'm practicing what I'm learning. So as I'm pumping gas, I'm commanding it to replenish as the vehicle's in motion or as it sits. Because I, I don't want to keep going back to the gas station, <laughs> depleting my, uh, my funds, my dollars. So I rather, oh, I just got a revelation. The woman with the meal, the other woman in Book of Kings with the oil, same thing. And gasoline is made of oil, right? So, okay, so I'm rolling. <laughs> So I'm rolling now, Richard, but I'm practicing these things. Now, also, you got to practice forgiveness, too. I can break it back down to the natural. You got to practice kindness. But see, and then I would say to you that, that that's not even natural. It's not. isn't natural. Because of sin nature. Right. So it's not. when we're able to forgive, it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's back to the Spirit when again. Love, when you're able to love your enemy... You're walking the in the spirit. the spirit. You're walking by faith. When you pray for those that despitefully use you. You're walking in the, the spirit. You're See, walking. And it's both of these. And it I is. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It's both of these. As we live by the spirit, we're going to be able to do the things that God would want us to do, live a holy life because of the spirit. We can't do it because of rules or following rules. We can only do it by following the spirit. Mm -hmm. And then we can only do miracles by following in the spirit. We have got to the point, though, where we're so in tune with logic and we're going to be logical and we're going to do things by science and fact that we now have negated God and his ability to do miracles. You know, I think it was a couple months ago we were talking about this just a little bit one day in a show and I had somebody say, God doesn't do miracles anymore. And, you know. And you said the devil is a liar. <laughs> People think that, though. They think that God doesn't do miracles anymore. But you know why? Because the church hasn't demonstrated it. That's why they think that. But, I mean, and part of that, I guess, probably is the fact that we tend to think that, that being a Christian we do is nice. about being good. Right. It's and then some of us nice, don't do that because a lot of us turn people off from Christianity by mean mugging them all the time right. and not operating out of the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, unfortunately, some of the meanest people you're going to run across are people that say they're a Christian. There you go right there. And so, yeah, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to love, but it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to to see God work in what we might think of as miraculous. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There are times, and I know there are people who say, oh man, church people only care about money. There are times when your finances are tight, when things, and it's through God's miracle, I think, you can Richard, call it a miracle that he provides. Richard, I didn't had money need. show up in my bank account on s several occasions. And I didn't call the bank and ask him how he got there either. You know, because my confessions are my God shall supply. And, and believe me, I needed it. And, and I understand that he can transfer wealth. The scripture says that 
he knows what a hidden wealth is. So again, God can do that. The woman with the cornmeal, with the meal, with the oil, he replenishes that. So when you're in faith and you're believing that, see, you can fool people, but you can't fool God. God knows when you're really believing. Remember, he told Peter, Peter's like, Jesus, I ain't going to never leave you. I don't know about these cats right here, but I'm going to be down with you. Jesus said, Peter, you know what? You're going to deny me three times. God knows your heart. He knows he can get down to the core of you. So when he knows what you've been declaring, what's coming out of your mouth, he said, I'm going to prove that. I'm going to watch over my word to perform it. All our job is, Richard, is to speak the word only. He says, I'm going to make it happen. Jesus always said, it's not me. It's the father in me who does work. But Jesus used his mouth. He opened his mouth and said something. And God was just confirming it with miracles, signs, and wonders. And, and it's with us. So we can't pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, I did that. No, greater is he that's in right. me. See, it's, it's the Christ spirit. in that's us. That's he has to say over yeah. and over, live by the spirit, because it's the spirit. And so don't be afraid of the supernatural. It's still God. The same God that gives you the ability to forgive and be kind to people is the same God that will work a miracle in and through you on the supernatural level. And you just got to say, okay, yes, Lord. Yes. Use me. I'm a vessel. And people will, and some of them will be your closest family. You can't do that. That'll never work. That'll never Don't work. Don't even go there, Richard. You, you know how these family are. You can't do that. Your closest friends, that'll never work. You can't do that. You know, and then you gotta up. declare you give up. Then you gotta declare you gotta cast that thought down. Scripture say casting down every thought and every imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, the knowledge of God says all things are possible to him who believe. And then you gotta replace it with let God be true and every man be a lie. Remember, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. See, we're rolling now with the power of God, Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's not us, Richard. It's him. He works in us. And all we're just saying, okay, Lord, use me. And he can do more than we can ask or even imagine. There it See, is right the there. It says now unto him. It didn't say now unto me. Right. My name don't carry no weight in and of itself. The name of Jesus does. And Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name. Again, now to him who's able to do exceedingly but abundantly see, we look above, and we say, "Well, this is what I can do. This is what this Back is to intellect, this, logic. This is what we can come up with. This is the ideas that we've got. This is as far as we can go." And so then we think, "Well, that's as far as we can go." Here's the deal, Richard. Back, you said it earlier. Fallen man, logic, intellect. He didn't have, Adam couldn't lean on nothing but logic. Now after the fall, and. Some of us are still there, and that's why the scripture tells us in Romans 12, and we use that scripture all the time, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to renew your mind to thinking like God instead of thinking like fallen man. Fallen man use intellect, logic, what's reasonable. See, our logic no. says that if you got a pie and it's cut eight ways and you eat five of them, I'm only going to get three. Right. And logic says that there's only a finite amount of resources. There's well, only a certain amount of things. And if somebody gets too much, then somebody else can't get enough. God can give you all of his love and give me all of his love at the same time. Here's an example of logic. Back in the wilderness when Jesus was teaching and he told them, go get something. And they said, well, there's a lad here with two fish and two loaves. But what is that amongst so yeah, many? This isn't going to help. That, that, that was great logic. And Jesus said, don't trip. Bring it to me. Again, back to instruction. That sounds like bring all the tithes into the storehouse. He, he said, bring it to me. And now, and he said, he fed 5,000 men. 
Because they didn't count the women and children back no, then. I figured there's probably at least another 5,000. There you go right there. With, with two fish. But logic said, no way. God or the God kind of faith says, yes. And that's where we are as the church. Back to the supernatural church. That's the way we're supposed to operate. Or at least believe that way. If you can believe all things, all I got to do is agree with God's word. And that's what we want to do. We want to break God's word down and, and diminish it to, remember, I'm thinking about in Genesis with uh, Sarah. God asked her a question because she was old. The whole Bible is a miraculous book. She was old. God told her she was going to have a baby. She started laughing. Angel of the Lord said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And that's what we got to always ask. Is there anything? And my answer is no. There's none too hard for I mean, me. in logic, yes. Yeah, yeah in logic, but we're but now, see, I can see with Sarah because they hadn't, Jesus hadn't came. So they didn't have experience with the Messiah. Yes, God showed up mightily in Abraham's life. And the scripture says Abraham believed. Uh-oh, back to believe. And it was accounted to him. So all we got to do is keep believing, and it'll be accounted to us. Remember, he's given us exceeding great and precious promises. So anyway. But we'll see you got David and Goliath. And, he, and here's this giant <laughs> in his life. And. 16-year-old so boy. We might not ever face a nine-footer. We might not ever have a giant that we've got to deal with. But you know what? We got that bill that we can't pay. We got that health issue. That's that the giant. That's right. the giant. That's, That's the, the, giant. the mountain. It might not be a person, <laughs> right? but it's a giant in the sense of this is... I tell people all the time, maybe you got to make a phone call. Does it get better by time? Does it get better thinking about it? Maybe you got a decision to make. By putting it off, does it get better is it, or does it seem worse? There are so many things in life that that's our giant. That Maybe the doctor gave you a report that's not good. That's your giant. Maybe you got a bill in the mail that you Woo! weren't expecting. Unexpected maybe, bill. Maybe the car broke down and you sure were hoping that wasn't going to happen because how are you going to pay for Been that? Been there, done that. And <laughs> so our logic tells us all kinds of things about, oh, wow, this is impossible. We can't do it. And here's this giant. And how would I ever defeat this giant? I got one God answer for that. This is how we defeat that giant in Romans 1.17. For the just shall live by his faith. We got faith in God. Now, all those stories you just referenced, that builds your faith up in God. If God did it for David, he defeated Goliath. If he did it for Gideon, okay, now I'm having faith in God. I'm having a God kind of faith. Because now I'm not meditating on how big the giant is. I'm meditating on how big my God is. Right. See, and that's where David was at. Right, 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 Who's right. He's uncircumcised. Right. Seen that he's it it, it came out his mouth. See, the circumstance God, didn't the come God out. The God who saved me from the bear and the lion can save me from this right. guy. So, and that's what we got to do. It's got to come out of our mouth first. Hey, but we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to encourage you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. This broadcast has been a blessing to you. We ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.